0: Welcome back to another episode of Business Lead by Leadflow. This is Hireen here. And in today's episode, we have Mr. Siddharth Banerjee. He's currently working with the Kodrej Consumer Products as Strategic Sourcing Manager and have previously worked with companies such as ITC, Hindustan, Petroleum, and Equity Packaging. He'll be sharing some very good insights on the Strategic Sourcing part. So let's just begin. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, so quickly, uh, let's start with, uh, you know, uh, what is the process looks like? Uh, so we have sp- spoken to many uh, uh, people, but uh, none of them uh, were only involved in strategic sourcing. Right. So what is the, the process looks like for you? Like, what is the day-to-day job that, uh, you know, I just want to understand the process. So, so strategic
1: sourcing,
0: the yeah. Thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So strategic sourcing is basically uh, the first step of a strategic sourcing is to basically understand your uh, spend. You have to understand uh, where is the major spend of the organization and within uh, that spend, uh, you have to classify them as A category, B category and C category spend. So there are certain uh, spend, there will be like 20% of the items which will be contributing to 80% of the so those A-class items, you should have, you will have to first identify them, and build build a strategy around those 20-30% uh, of those items which is impacting uh, very largely to the organization. So when you uh, identify those uh, small set of items which is impacting uh, the overall spend, uh, right. then you have to identify. So for that particular uh, set of items, um, you have to understand the benchmark of the industry. So say for example, so I I will talk specific to uh, packaging uh, perspective because I am in the packaging sourcing. Yeah, yeah. Although uh, pa- uh, uh, packaging, uh, if you see overall strength of any large FMCG company, packaging will not be the uh, the, the primary key, uh, key active ingredients which goes into any product that would be the uh, major uh, chunk of the uh, spend. But uh, I will talk only on the packaging space. So packaging space, for example, um, say uh, uh, you will see some critical laminates or critical uh, rigid uh, packaging uh, items would be uh, impacting uh, the major strength of the organization. So we have to understand what is the benchmark of those particular items. So like, for example, if I take a particular landing, page, who are the uh, people in the industry who are able to uh, deliver those kind of products? Is it a, a very narrow base of suppliers who can deliver uh, those particular items, or there, or or there is a large pool of uh, suppliers who can deliver those items or produce those items. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so once you identify the supplier base or benchmark the supplier base, so there would be certain. You will also find uh, challenges like um, even in laminates, you would be uh, seeing lot of these laminates. Uh, many of these laminates, there will be only, so three or four in the entire country who are able to produce those kind of laminates. Not everybody can do everything.
0: Right.
1: So, uh, after you identify the set of laminates, uh, that that identification will be based on the capability of those suppliers. So, uh, so for say example, there are 100 vendors in the uh, country who are able to produce those laminates. Within that 100 organizations, Say uh, there are only those five vendors who are able to um, produce my uh, the most high spend value laminate. So, though, so w- what is so different in that particular laminate which only not others are able to do? Are only and only that five people are five percent of the people can produce that laminate. So that capability mapping of uh, vendors uh, is very important which is uh, one of the very uh, challenging areas. So somebody who is uh, who has not been into this packaging industry will find it difficult because right. you need to understand the technical know-how of uh, how a particular packaging is produced. So unless you understand the technical know-how of a, how a particular packaging is produced, this capability mapping is uh, difficult to do. Hmm. So, say there are, uh, to produce a language uh, so there are, say, suppose 10 different uh, processes involved. Hmm. So, those 10 different processes, all people might not have. Few people may be having only, say, uh, 6 of those 10. Few people may be having only 3 of those 10. So, a matrix understanding is very important uh, to understand who can do what. Right. so uh once you have done that uh, capability mapping of of the supplier here, uh then you see uh, basically what is the uh current uh, trend in uh, that particular uh, item so uh, say for example uh, so whenever you produce a, a product there are certain raw materials involved in that uh, uh, raw materials involved to produce that particular laminate or uh, bottle. So, uh, so is it that uh, certain raw materials is getting imported for producing that product, or a certain, or are all the uh, raw materials easily available within the domestic space? So, uh, if 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 the uh, item demands some items which have to be imported. So uh, there are a lot of challenges uh, within that. So you have to go outside the uh, country walls and you have to identify the suppliers who are able to uh, deliver those raw materials which will be suitable for uh, your product. So okay. then capability mapping of those suppliers, those international suppliers becomes important. So the raw materials, so one is... Uh, Within the country, capability mapping of the vendor, and then you understand the raw material uh, capability mapping of there. So it is not just um, so strategic sourcing is not just uh, going one step back into the converter shoes. It is going multiple steps uh, beyond that. Hmm. So because uh, say a simple laminate, hmm, there will be of which will be required and which mm-hmm. that will be required there will be some addresses there will be uh, some uh, whatever is a spouted box. there will be a molding operation involved uh, so you have to understand all the raw materials which are involved in making that product uh, so you have to understand the ink industry for understanding uh, the printing part of the laminate you have to understand the adhesive industry, you have to understand the foil industry, you have to understand the peat industry, you have to understand the polyresin industry. And uh, if there's a paper involved in that language, you have to understand the paper industry. So every uh, raw material that is involved to make that product, you have to understand uh, what are the trends of those. And it is, and for a strategic sourcing buyer, it is one of the biggest challenge to track different raw materials I enter one There is no, and I, I still today I have not been able to find one place where I can see all the trends together. Okay. Uh, even, even there are so many things which is uh, not available in the open source. Like If I have to simply uh, track the prices of paper today, paper prices are in India, I, I couldn't find a uh, website which Openly declares different GSM yes, for different paper prices. Polymers, it is quite uh, openly available, but for things like foil paper, it is not available. For TET, it is not available. Reasons they are available. So, then also you have to understand uh, the raw material trends and what is impacting the raw material uh, pricing and a day basis. So, uh, currently, if you see, in the last few months, it has been a nightmare for all the uh, strategic sourcing uh, people because uh, the commodity prices are soaring heavily, and it has been nobody has ever seen this kind of a price increase in their lifetime. So uh, it was very very difficult time for all of us to understand the trends and what is causing that impact. Like the uh, Paper prices. Paper prices were uh, primarily, I would say, was, so uh, most of the paper, if you use a craft paper or if you use a gray board, kind of a board. Uh, the most important ingredient for a board or craft paper is uh, waste, uh, availability. So, waste availability. So waste availability was a big challenge because of COVID and lockdowns and things like that waste availability was not there. And there were certain regulations which came into China that is, um, China cannot from first of January 21, they are not allowed to import any waste. And China was the biggest, the world's largest importer of waste uh, to produce uh, craft paper and things like that. So right. uh, they were not able to, uh, uh, and that and that uh, ban was there. So what did China people do? Try to uh, 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 try to import paper directly, and then produce uh, forest regions of uh, Asia because of this regulation of uh, China Bank. And uh, uh, Indian commercial were getting very attractive prices; they were getting almost double the prices of what they were selling in India. So lot of Exports happen from India to China and other places. So a lot of these trade imbalances happen. So these are all very news driven. So So one thing uh, you have uh, data available on the website from which you can uh, try to get the trends of the prices. Another thing is the news which is behind the prices. So so unless you understand the news and draw a correlation of the news with the price, uh, it is very difficult to understand to understand what is the right thing. So, uh, so this, uh, these are were all challenges which uh, strategic sourcing uh, person had faced in the last few months. So, uh, what all did I say? So, uh, one thing was uh, as I said, uh, spend analysis. Then I talked about vendor uh, capability mapping. Uh, then I talked about uh, vendor capability mapping of the raw materials, then understanding the price trends and the world, uh, how are the price trends, what are, what are the reasons behind behind changes in price trends. Okay. So all these factors basically ultimately impact your uh, product price or, or the packaging price and that ultimately impacts the uh, profit margin of any organization. So, okay.
0: uh,
1: So one is uh, uh, vendor relationship management uh, is is the key to this entire thing, this entire gamut. Vendor relationship is the most important thing. Unless you have a strong network of vendors and a a strong relationship along with the vendor, you will not be able to get these new, these price uh, uh, indications. So the pulse of this pricing in the market you can have only if you have a good network with the uh, suppliers. So when the relationship and vendor development is one key area of a strategic buyer, and second is uh, closing on the commercials at the best price available in the market.
0: Sorry, sir, can you repeat so the second you know, point?
1: Buying the, buying the items at the best price. So one is vendor management and second is uh, having a having good commercials for the product. Right. So these are the two major areas of a uh, strategic buyer and the other uh, secondary uh, areas of work for a strategic buyer would be to streamline the processes within the organization, uh, like uh, having more of automation within the organization to uh, streamline the flow. So uh, one is uh, strategic buyer is basically a, uh, a mediator between uh, External world that is the supplier network and the organization. Yeah, okay. he, he is the bridge. So, uh, one is he uh, streamlines the flow of information and the flow of, flow of uh, knowledge from the supplier to the organization. Another thing is he improves the uh, buying processes or the supply chain part of the organization. So, like uh, a lot of Things they do in the organization, like you have, uh, so one is uh, so one is one of the important areas of work within the organization is we have to manage the share of business of different uh, suppliers. So, like for say I have 100 items and I have uh, different suppliers producing different items. So, based on their prices, based on their quality, based on their service. Hmm. these are the three parameters which basically define the share of business they will have for a particular product. So what is the share of business currently they hold? Can it be optimized to get a to get better price benefits for the organization? So one is share of business uh, improvement within the organization for that you have a, a tool which you can develop within the organization. Then uh, within the organization you can also uh, do things like, uh, all the, uh, costing agreements which you have, uh, and the contracts which you have with the supplier that can be maintained in a simple database. So a lot of, uh, streamlining of the, uh, procurement cycle can be done by a strategic
0: buyer. Right. Right. Okay. So th- this is a overall process that uh, any, uh, strategic, uh, sourcing manager follows, right? So, so. Correct. So you have also listed on the problems and challenges. But I do, I do want to go deep into if I, if I ask you, uh, so what are the, you know, uh, what are the top three, four problems that you know you face uh, as uh, into this position? Uh,
1: getting uh, deeper insights of the raw material prices, which ultimately see raw material prices is the most important thing for your uh, packing space. Uh, is contributing to 60 to 80% in many cases. So if your yeah. 100 rupees is the cost, 100 rupees per case is the cost of a uh, laminate, I would say 60 to 80% of that would be uh, driven by the raw material. So if the uh, raw material price is not tracked properly, your uh, packaging cost goes for a while. Right. So one is deeper insights. So not just the price trend but deeper insights uh, of, uh, you know, lots of uh, uh, organizations who have tried to um, make, available, make, make available open sources for um, material pricing but still like they focusing only on the polymer space. There are many other things outside uh, polymer also. There is a glass case, there is a um, uh, there is there's a tin space. Uh, so, like think that can you have to buy, there is absolutely no visibility on, uh, uh, so, uh, not visibility of the domestic market. You might get some information of the Asian market, but uh, that doesn't give the very detailed insight of the uh, trends in, within India. One so is the raw material trends and insights. Uh, second is um, uh, supplier relationship management is uh, another the uh, most important, I would say, at the same time very sensitive uh, in uh, managing uh, the uh, managing the show. So basically, say for example, some supplier is associated with you say since last twenty years. Hmm. Since the inception of uh, your organization, a particular supply is associated with you. and am holding the organization in uh, supply quality material at the best price, at the best, uh, in the best service. There is something to say. If you are buying at 100 rupees, I can give you the same product. Thank you. Now, uh, being a strategic buyer, uh, uh, that looks, the 10 rupee gap looks very attractive because he is, uh, suppose that quote has come for I mean, very attractive. we well, would not like to go there. Mm-hmm. The first thing is that you have to ask, understand from the existing supply, why okay. is he not able to manage it at 90 and why is asking for 100? So, what is the gap? Mm-hmm. So, he will say, this is my open cost sheet, this is our agreement, and this is the business demonstration that you and we have seen such cases. Hmm. Somebody, we are buying in hundreds, somebody will come at, not, not just 90, will quote some 80 rupees for that particular material, and he will get into the system. And slowly over a period of time, he will say, "Oh, so, sir, this is not working. This is, uh, my costing was, I had done, uh, considering uh, 10 lakh units, now you are giving me only 10 lakh units. I'm not able to survive at this price. Hmm, I have to, uh, they then start requesting for increasing conversion costs, increase in So all those things. So one is that you have uh, reduced the share of business, Of a long standing supplier, and you have entertained the newcomers that initially come with a very attractive price. And uh, initially, he gives very good services, very good uh, quality, and slowly and steadily, he starts demanding on the price front of it. Then uh, that becomes a little uh, challenging area for a strategic buyer to balance this uh, existing vendor and the new vendor over a period of time. share of business management is uh, comes at stake so that is one area so when uh, the relationship management is the second challenge I uh, third challenge uh, I would say is uh, you always have to be on your toes for controlling costs so ultimately the most important responsibility of a, a strategic buyer is, Controlling so, the organization has recruited a strategy prior to to control cost. Then that cost control comes with uh, with either that first point, which is wrong and third cost control will
0: come
1: with uh, optimizing or relooking and reviewing your specifications time to time. So some specification say at 100 micron thickness. You can always look at implementing micron thickness, uh, or with uh, the latest technologies which are coming up in the
0: uh,
1: vendor space. With those new technologies, can you uh, have a product with a better price? So optimizing specs and getting the best uh, price for a particular packaging item is the third most important thing I would say for a strategy.
0: So, so, by optimizing the specification, you ensure that uh, you can, uh, you know, cut some cost or something like that, or it's, it's just because, uh, you know, the product has changed. So, according to that, the packaging has also to be changed. So, uh, there are both ways of looking
1: at it. Sometimes, uh, uh, uh uh, if they are selling a 20 ml product, and brand decides to make 20 ml to ml, by default you can always say the uh, there is a scope of reducing the size of the pouch or the bottle. So you can very easily do that huh? because uh, after brand will has their own um, ways of looking at things. They would not like to change the perception of the pack. Huh? They may or may not allow you to reduce the rise of the pack, and thereby uh, you may not get uh, price benefit by optimizing the space. But at the same time, even if things don't change uh, for the product or uh, the way it is sold, uh, so there is an evolution in the printing technologies, there is an evolution in um, uh, the way uh, raisins are produced, there is an evolution in the way uh, the semi-finished goods are produced in the packaging space. So, all these technologies are also playing an important role where you can optimize the specification of what you have. So, for example, like, uh, uh, say, for example, a laminate is produced in a in process. Hmm. Now uh, this is very conventional of printing. Now there are little technologies of uh, flexo printing, so you can uh, print the same laminate in a flexo printing. flexo printing, now you reduce the GSM of the Previously, if you were printing at two GSM, now you can print at say uh, 1.5 GSM, 1.2 GSM. So there's a change in technology which is helping you uh,
0: optimize. Alright, alright. So. Um... So getting to the first problem, okay. So as uh, said that you know the problem. If you want to know the raw material prices in Asian market, you can do it easily. But why, why, like I want to understand why uh, it's not possible in India currently. What is what do you think is the reason where you don't get the actual price of the raw material? See.
1: Uh... Yeah, I'm not saying that it is not possible to get the raw material, you can get the price of the raw material, but it will require like for an organization, for a FMCG or a, firm, a large organization, for the end or the customer, uh, for the consumer product company, they might not get that price because they are not the direct buyers of that raw material. So a paper mill will paper mill will never give me a price directly because I'm not a direct buyer. Right. Huh, unless and until I commit him uh, use volume and stay uh, very firm on that. You are hedging a particular price against uh, and an anticipated increase in the raw material price. All these things you can do, but. Uh, You cannot uh, do a price contract every time with a raw material. As I said, the raw material space itself is a very big. And there are multiple things involved. Now, uh, I think I am using paper uh, in huge quantities. Maybe paper I can do. What about ink? What about that? What about there are so many coatings which are available. There are so many small, small things which get into making a packaging material now I, I, I have very, I will have very little knowledge of uh, what kind of things go into making ink. There is a binder involved. There is the involved, and there are uh, so many uh, solvents involved. Uh, there is, in in labor, there is a different ink system altogether, and at, uh, they are made in different traditional. So there are a lot of recipe involved in making those uh, kind of products which gets ultimately consumed in your packaging. So those intricate details you might not get. But yes, uh, like those contracts, large contracts of critical items, you can always do, but you cannot keep on doing those again and again. Uh, you can do it for a say, quarter or six months. Or at the same time, when, like, uh, and if I'm con- uh, doing a contract with a phone uh, manufacturer uh, and uh, I realize that I've, uh, and, uh, I'm stuck on the contract. have uh, Without being a contract, if you have some better visibility of the price on the basis, uh, without much of commitments and uh, all
0: those things, you can have a better pricing for it. Right. Got it. So, uh, these are all the problems uh, when it comes to sourcing partners. So, I want to go deep into, uh, you know, uh, after you have found a particular vendor, okay, so what are the problems or challenges you faced uh, face when, uh, you know, uh, you deal with that vendor? Let's say you have selected one vendor based on its capability and uh, the price is also good. Okay. Now what is the hard time that the particular vendor gives to the organization like your size? Um, so, the, uh, so that's a very good, good question. I
1: so what you typically face is uh, say I'm, I'm already managing a base of 10 vendors. Uh, for a particular category, and uh, I bring the 11th vendor uh, who is very good at price and very good at quality service, etc. Now, uh, when the new supplier comes in, uh, for the first one year, he will do a very good uh, business with us, he will do very good volumes for us. But to Australia, suddenly his hunger will increase. And uh, he will start asking for uh, more opportunities within the organization to grow his business with yours. Now, when you have to, uh, and he will always, of course, come with a better price to uh, do. So now I have for for a particular job, say I have three vendors, now say two vendors, now I have to have the third vendor in. So I have to obviously remove uh, the share of business of one particular vendor because he is at a high price. Then, uh, then that becomes a price war kind of a situation wherein he uh, will give all the knowledge of the world that uh, we are long-standing vendors, and then we have been competitively priced always. We have rate agreements in the past and things like that. So that share of business management is one area which uh, we sometimes find it difficult to maintain because uh, some vendors will be technically awesome, or some vendors will be commercially awesome. Some vendors will be geographically awesome, very close to your plant. Yeah. So every vendor has some or the other specialty you No know, vendor is. Uh, users. Every vendor is having some or the other good things with them. So you have to get best of all the worlds for your product. So that share of business management sometimes become a tussle for us. So that is a difficult to manage. Then uh, I have to think through the uh, top of my mind only. the SOV management is what I can do.
0: Okay okay so uh, I can give you some yeah. yeah yeah so I can give you some hint like uh, you know uh, you said that three kpis matter for you uh, one is quality cost and serviceability right so uh, so do you find uh, any uh, you can discuss about that part in challenge uh, so yeah so
1: uh, yeah, so, uh, so quality is like uh, something which cannot be compromised by any uh, user company. So quality is uh, something which is also very much dependent on the technology the supplier is having, the systems and protocols the supplier is having, uh, the kind of people uh, they are having. So all this Parameters define uh, what kind of product he will be able to supply. So we are we have experienced uh, and this this word quality is also it uh, is not that very effective. and So you cannot say he, uh, yes, this is a uh, this supplier is the best supplier in the country. So you will always get the best quality material from you. No, that that is wrong. Uh, a small uh, supplier uh, can sometimes beat the quality of a larger player. And this also happens. So quality is very dependent on these three things, which are the systems and protocols, the infrastructure, and the type of people they have. And sometimes very large companies fail to provide the right quality. Uh, they face a lot of objections. Whereas so a small company are sometimes very good at quality. Services, uh, very much again, uh, uh, important in terms of um, uh, when I say, um, so a service depends upon multiple things. One is uh, that that guy should have the raw material in place, first of all, beforehand, maybe he may give a position of say three months, that, that supply should be, of course he, will not, he may not buy for three months, but uh, he should have that uh, efficiencies in place for his supplier. Now this is a very interesting thing. Sometimes what happens is so we say, say for next three months we need uh, thousand tons. Now uh, that guy knows that I will pick up thousand tons with, uh, with this organization, uh, with the supplier. Now this supplier the purchase guy, his strategic buyer, he may not negotiate for 1,000 tons uh, with his supplier, equivalent amount of raw material with his supplier. Now he may uh, negotiate for an equivalent quantity of say only 300, 400 tons because he will fear that uh, if I uh, buy a raw material equivalent of 1,000 tons today and if tomorrow uh, the customer doesn't pick up, then I will have to write stuff and I may not be able to use it. Anywhere else, so he fears uh, that part, and he uh, doesn't uh, negotiate well, and his raw material prices are not at par with our expectations. So a lot of uh, inefficiencies are there uh, of the converter with their supply. Sometimes. so uh, sometimes uh, that uh, so, uh, we, we have no control on that. So that strategic buyer with the, of the converter uh, may not be uh, doing an auction with his suppliers, may not be doing um, uh, raw material tracking of his supplier base. Huh. So I don't know. So uh, he, the supplier itself, may be going through a cash crunch. He, <laughs> his financial muscle might not be good. And like uh, things like you go for paper permits and all, these are high orders, they will not uh, give much people. We have to have good financial strength uh, to uh, book huge quantities of orders. They also hedge for, uh, they, they also should have protection that my customer will pick up, say, uh, for a long, uh, long term so accordingly they can uh, with, the, with the raw material practice. Uh So, those kind of inefficiencies are there in their purchase cycle also. So, most of the times it happens that with uh, raw material I have asked for 300 GSM board, he will have 350 GSM board. Please approach this higher cost for much quantity. I have to uh the paper mill is not giving me. So, this is a lack of planning and lack of uh, efficiencies of his system. That is one area because of which service gets affected. Other area of service getting affected is um, uh, suppose uh, the vendor is not locally situated, he is situated some thousand kilometers away. Uh, then, uh, one is the lead time be more availability of vehicle will be an issue. Uh, a small, small uh, thing like my plant might say if there are some uh, damages with this 10 rows, uh, you ten you have to pick up those 10 rows and uh, re- replace those 10 rows. That will be very difficult for a person who is 15,000 to 1,000 kilometers away. So uh, local vendors will always be able to get the supply. Something, sometimes, uh, yeah, one big issue we face with suppliers is uh, vendor A car line, vendor B car line. So both vendors are supplying as per specifications, uh, but uh, one guy uh, runs well on the line, other guys doesn't run on, well on the line. Very classic case. What is the classic case? Then a uh, uh, machine manufacturer, then my client will call the manual machine manufacturer, the vendor. The vendor will blame the uh, no, land. vendor will blame the machine vendor. The machine vendor will blame the land vendor. This evidence keeps on uh, happening for endless years together. So, this service quality and uh, cost cost is definitely uh, something which is, as I said, various factors depending whether the vendor wants to, is how hungry he is to uh, get associated with the large. Consumer, or how hungry he is to, uh, to uh, utilize his spare capacity. Yeah, how hungry he is he to uh, it, it? It could be a mindset issue. Some some suppliers are, I have big names with the customer names with me. I'm happy with that. Uh, they don't want to. Right. Those no uh, nowadays, the trends are changing. The trends are evolving very, very fast. Nowadays, uh, those large-run jobs are reducing. Uh, so, uh, at, there was a time when uh, the machine, the infrastructure of the supplier was tuned to uh, making large returns. So, I have, say, 100 tons of returns. But nowadays with this e-commerce thing coming up, COVID situation, everybody working from home. and uh, so e-commerce is a very uh, very beautiful thing. So <laughs> e-commerce is what basically does is, uh, you come up with new products to serve your customers with changing times. And with changing times you cannot uh, like people are working from home, you have to give them products which are new to them. Uh, so like this Uh, COVID may have this disinfectant spray, disinfectant cleaner, I don't know so many disinfectant products in the market and brand is also new to uh, these kind of products so they don't they all want to do things in a very experimental way. Hmm. So the requirement we get is like you know we need 100 because we need 50 cartons, we need 20 boxes, small small requirements. My existing supplier base is incapable of doing such uh, small volumes. He have never seen them uh, supplying 20 boxes and 100 levels in flight. his The machine is not capable. Then we have to look for another different set of suppliers who can do digital printing and very small jobs. We are, these conventional vendors are not easy, easily adaptable, and uh,
0: we have to find new vendors. So, so you said that uh, you know. Yeah. Sir, can can we talk about more about the sourcing part, right? Uh, so, how difficult is it uh, for you to uh, onboard any new supplier and, you know, do the capability assessment? So,
1: when I look for a vendor, so you want to know the challenges, right? Or how do I do
0: a... Yeah, a yeah, vendor. yeah, so yeah. The
1: problems which I face, right?
0: Right, okay. right. So,
1: one... Uh, One biggest problem I think is uh, when I have to introduce a new vendor, I already I think I mentioned about why I need a new vendor, either it is cost, quality, service, or uh, uh, the uh, product cannot be done by my existing cyber supply. So, uh, I will uh, go, when I have to find a new vendor, for me uh, it is a personal opinion, I may be wrong. But first thing I always check is uh, credibility of a vendor. Nice. Because uh, what I feel, uh, other things apart, uh, whether uh, 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 he has good certifications, very good client base, very good uh, infrastructure. For me personally, these things come secondary. Nice. Uh, because I have seen suppliers Having the best of infrastructure, best of people, best of service, best of quality, best of uh, protocols, best of certification, best of uh, sustainable initiatives, etc., etc. Uh, many of such suppliers uh, fail to deliver uh, as per our requirements. Hmm. Uh, so, so these are two different things. The, uh, it is not that. Uh, the supplier is passing in all the criterias uh, will by default get fit into any large uh, consumer product organization. Uh, That is not the case. You may have the best of all the things, but still uh, I may not uh, choose uh, that supplier. Because my first criteria of Selecting a supplier is credibility. Uh, before uh, I look for a supplier, uh, before say I know for this particular product, say that I am uh, looking for a new vendor because my existing set of suppliers are not able to fulfill my requirement for that particular item. So uh, I have say I know there are some five different suppliers who are not currently working with us and one of those five I have to choose. So what I generally do is, I check the credibility of the supplier. Uh, the first thing is, um, I try to understand the, the clients they serve. And uh, from those clients directly, I get a, try to get a feedback of those suppliers. Because uh, somebody has, who has already worked with those converters, uh, will be able to give me the true feedback. At the first in, instance, every uh, looking at their infrastructure, certifications, quality, people, protocols, etc. might give me a very really rosy picture. But uh, I do not know when things actually start working with, uh, to, uh, with a partner, when you start working with a business partner, we don't know how his service would be, how he uh, might and what ways he will uh, treat a customer or what we don't We don't know. So generally, right. my is first, I check the credibility of a supplier by getting uh, the feedback from their existing client base.
0: Hmm.
1: Or, uh, and not only just existing client base, um, I also check with my uh, network my, uh, the professionals network which we have, within that network I try to uh, gauge uh, an understanding of how good or bad that supplier is. For me, that is uh, a more reliable way of uh, shortlisting the supplier. The first criteria of shortlisting them. Because I have more trust in my network people who have directly worked them for so many years. So that way that is my first filter. The second filter is always I uh, check for their uh, other things, infrastructure, whether they are uh, BRC certified or whatever certifications they have, what, what, are, uh, uh, what are the expansion plans and, and all those uh, stories, whatever they have. So, uh, But you
0: were asking the challenges, no? This is a challenge, sir. I would say that, you know, uh, it might be there are some suppliers uh, who are new and uh, you can't actually access the credibility because uh, in your network they haven't worked with that uh, document, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So it might be difficult to get the exact review. Correct,
1: correct.
0: correct. Yeah. Like, for example, even if I
1: buy anything in Amazon, I first see the reviews and then only I choose the product.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, We give this example all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was one. I uh, actually asked. Uh, sorry, Samir, you have any questions? Uh, hello. So uh, I actually uh, have spoken here, but my name is Sameer. Uh-huh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> in
1: selecting a vendor, uh, yeah, the one. Uh, one thing which is very difficult to gauge when you select a supplier is uh, you generally have a, you generally do not uh, how, what is his repute in his raw material supplier base. Right. Like for example, he uh, must be buying uh, say uh, LDP reasons for manufacturing bottles. And he must be getting it from Ya he must be getting it from Opel, he must be getting it from reliance from uh, Indorama etc etc now how these four suppliers see that converter that, that information we don't have hmm. so uh, he must be defaulting in his payments with his supplier base uh, he must be uh, 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 he must be having some uh, issues with his financial so, some financial. Uh, uh, visibility is not that much when it comes to his supply network. That is one area which you you come to know only when you start working with him. Because this is a very important aspect. What what happens is basically in in industry, every converter is very badly stressed in financial terms he because the challenges he has to, most of the cases and not all cases most of the cases he has to buy in cash and he will always always get credit from us he will we will pay him always in say, 30 days 60 days 90 days whatever is the term with him and he will always have to buy raw material in cash so there is that big gap which is there which he tries to compensate that interest that difference he tries to compensate through his uh, cost sheet and his conversion cost, etc. But that the way he is uh, managing it is very important, and that for frankly speaking, uh, it is very difficult to know unless and until you the first step, uh, even if you just work for one year or two years with you will not know unless and until you have a direct interaction with the raw, surplus, raw only from then you will get the Right.
0: Makes sense. Okay. So, uh, for you, financial capability is another thing that you look for uh, in a vendor, right? Yes. 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 Right. Right. Uh, Okay. Uh, And so, can we talk about the discovery part? Like, uh, like you might have a directory uh, in the company where uh, you can get the vendors. Okay. But uh, still, how tedious it is to find a vendor what you're looking for.
1: So, uh, as I said, if the uh, packaging material is very generic in nature, it is not so difficult. Uh, also, right. as I said, uh, uh, generally a person who, a strategic buyer, if he is from a packaging background, he will not have that difficulty uh, because I know who are the corrugated boxes and this is, is not zone, so south Zone. So. I know uh, major players in lamin- laminates, major players in rigid boxes. Those are very easy to do. Uh, discovery becomes a challenge. Uh, so, discovery I would like to take it in other terms. So, uh, see, uh, in packaging, there are two parts to packaging. In primary packaging space, there are broadly two parts. One is a flexible packaging and one the other is a rigid packaging. Now, Flexible packaging when uh, vendor selection is very easy, but when it goes to rigid packaging it is it is another ball game. Rigid packaging uh, sourcing is completely different than paperboard sourcing or uh, flexible packaging sourcing. Rigid packaging may you are if if you want a bottle and the bottle is Bottle mold is yours. You are married to that supplier because that bottle mold is made specific to that machine. You, you it is very difficult to change the bottle mold from one supply to another supplier because uh, it will have compatibility issues. You have to have a different different set of bottle molds. And these uh, these molds of say injection molds and molds, mold, they sometimes show in and throws also. So, uh, there there you do not have the flexibility of changing supplier if the ownership of mold is yours. So, so one is your own mold, you have a different set of challenges. The other set of challenges is when you are not owning the mold and your brand wants a um, 500 ml bottle for floor cleaner. You will literally struggle to discover a bottle to, to uh, make your brand person happy. It is extremely difficult. There may be uh, 10 suppliers, uh, you may be knowing 10 suppliers, 10 suppliers will have some 2-3 uh, to to options of 500ml bottle. They will give you 500ml bottle percent not like it, So the bottle space is very, very complex. And there is a lack, there is absolutely no visibility on who has what. So uh, literally I will tell you uh, I have to if I have to find a level floor cleaner bottle. I have to ask in 10 different WhatsApp groups and Telegram groups, and they will give me some uh, 10 different uh, supplier names. I have to contact them, uh, get a photo from them, create a a PPT of those 10 different vendors, uh, 20 different options, show it to the brand. Brand will choose one or two of them. When I get the sample and give it to them, out of those two bottles, they will say no, this is not so great. Do you have any other option? Right. So it is complete chaos. So managing an off-the-shelf packaging uh, bottles, rigid packaging, and this complexity increases when you get into the cosmetic space because cosmetic space is another ball game. That, uh, cos- you have to house home care and personal care products you still have supplies in India. Cosmetics, case, everything 90% comes from China. So uh, there you have to find traders, you have to contact uh, uh, people da- there at that site, and brand will people will come saying, Ki mujhe aisa wala Then you don't know, who supplier in China. Ka supplier hai. It's clearly a mess. Right. Uh, if some improvement has to be done, it has to be
0: done in the operational project practices. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. So can you uh, you can think of any other problem because I'm out of questions now. <laughs> uh,
1: Other, uh, so, this problem is related to uh, transparency uh, which a supplier will have with the customer. Of course, uh, this point is actually gets uh, captured in the first thing which I said that is credibility. But uh, sometimes uh, this transparency is uh, very very uh, different subject. Yeah. So, very few suppliers are credible enough to give you the complete transparent picture that that also you will get to know only when you work with them he must be molding a uh, a cap in uh, uh, say 2 seconds and he must be charging you for 2.5 seconds your entire costing goes for a task he must be printing in 2g two, uh, 2 GSM. he must be charging in your cost sheet Uh, 2.5 GSM. He must be using a solvent less ink for a solvent less adhesive, and he must be charging you for a solvent based adhesive. So, specification which a customer gives to the vendor captures only the broad, important, critical aspects of a particular packaging material. It doesn't capture the intricate details where the supplier makes you So, only a good supplier will tell you aapke specification mein, uh, 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 GSM diya hai, 2.5 GSM diya hai, and managing GSM. You can change the specs. There are very few suppliers who will upfront come and tell you this. Otherwise, you will never come to know. You will go by what it says and you will be actually paying more. So he may be charging very small conversion, 20 rupees conversion, and you must be saying that he's a very good vendor, he's giving me um, the lowest conversion cost in the industry, but that guy must be earning in other raw material, and other specifications, which you are not able to make out because you are not a technical guy and you are not uh, sitting in his plant and seeing what he's going to do. Transparency <laughs> is something which... Uh, is very blurred when it comes to business
0: partnership. Right, right. Makes sense. Okay, sir, so I won't take your time. It's It's been already one